Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, hindsight is always 2020, but oh boy, I wish I could take one play back from the card on Tuesday. Let's recap the losing card for you. My college basketball handicap goes two and two. I cash in Colorado State, minus the one and a half. They get the job done against San Diego State. I cash on Illinois, minus the two and a half. They get the job done for me at Ohio State. I lose on Murray State, minus the seven and a half against Illinois State. And if I could do it over again, I bet Murray State again. I'd maybe be wrong again, but I would bet them again. They were up 15 in the second half, and I actually think they started to play not to lose. They were scoring and scoring and scoring, and all of a sudden they started to hold the ball, long possessions. They had shot clock issues over and over again. They got shots off with one, two seconds to go, had shot clock violations, just maybe tightened up a little bit. They went five, six minutes without scoring a bucket, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Illinois State battles back, and when it's all said and done, Yes, Illinois State wins the game outright at Murray State after trailing by 15 halfway through the second half. And if I'm laying the points with you and you're not going to cover, I want you to feel the pain like me, so I'm actually happy the Racers lost that game. Then the one I wish I could take back. It was Kansas State minus the 2.5 against Oklahoma. I wavered on this game before I put it on the card last night. Part of the reason was Oklahoma is only 3-4 and in the Big 12. They needed that game. They were hungry, they were desperate, and they were coming in off of two losses as well. Yeah, I shouldn't have had it on my card. They played great defense against K-State. The Wildcats actually didn't score for the first eight minutes of basketball. I think the Wildcats finished the game maybe shooting 14 15% on three-pointers. Crazy low shooting percentages. I get crushed there. Not once, but twice. And the Twitter vote wasn't fully your fault because I had to be the tie-breaking vote. The vote was tied between Illinois and Kansas State. If I get it right, I have a winning night. Of course, I guessed wrong. I put the extra unit on K-State, even though I had wavered on it. Oh, yeah, what a terrible move on my part, and I paid the price. Coin flips, I go one and one. I cash in the Lakers and the Hawks in the NBA. They go over the 244 and a half. Blue Jackets and Blues, I think somebody finally had to score in that game, but they came nowhere close to the over six and a half, and I lose that ticket. But that's the pass. Let's move on to the card here for Wednesday. And we start in the Big 12. It's Baylor minus the two and a half at UCF. So laying points on the road is not for the faint of heart, but I'll do it again. The UCF Knights are 12 and 7 on the season. 
three and four in the Big 12, and they have wins over Texas, Kansas, and West Virginia. Not a bad early showing in their Big 12 debut season. They lost by five at home to BYU. All other conference losses have been on the road this year. They did have non-conference home losses to both Stetson and Old Miss earlier in the year. The Knights actually ranked third best on defense in a very talented conference, but they're a distant 14th on offense, so that's the big concern. This is a situational spot for me, though, with Baylor, a really good basketball team off three consecutive losses, and not easy losses either. They lost in overtime at Kansas State. They lost by two at Texas, and then on Saturday, they lost in triple overtime against TCU. Lucky, these kids are young, so they hopefully can quickly recover after a triple overtime game. So they're 3-3 three and three in the Big 12, but could be easily 6-0 and oh so far. Only one road win so far this season. That was at Oklahoma State, but they did beat both Auburn and Florida on a neutral floor. The Bears are the fifth best team on offense, the seventh best team on defense. I actually compare this one to Oklahoma and Kansas State last night. Baylor's just the better basketball team. They're number 17 in the Ken Palm numbers versus number 71 for UCF. So, yes, I'll lay the two and a half here. Give me the Bears of Baylor minus the two and a half at UCF. Next up on the card, we go to the Mountain West Conference. It's Boise State plus the nine at New Mexico. So I had the Bearcats of Cincinnati in this spot at West Virginia, but the line moved on me from three and a half to five, so I pulled it off the card. This line, on the other hand, increased to nine and a half, dropped back down to nine, and that's where I locked it in. Richard Patino coached eight years at Minnesota, so I have a long history of having no pulse on his teams, and that trend continues this year. These Lobos, though, are a fine basketball team. They're second best on both offense and defense in the Mountain West. They have a veteran roster, and they play in one of the toughest places to play in the country, 15th toughest in the nation. I can't believe it's that high because I think it's even better than that. It's a four-point edge for the Lobos at home. The Lobos aren't just beating teams. They're absolutely pounding them this year. Listen to these numbers. 34, 20, 19, 13, 18, 17, 33, and 13 are the last eight margins of victory. That list included wins over four top 100 teams, which included San Diego State and Utah State, and a pair of road games. That's how good they are. They're winning by double digits on the road in the conference. And oh, by the way, they're undefeated at home at the pit this year. Boise State, on the other hand, is 5-2 and two in the Mountain West, and they're not out of it yet. I still have a ticket on them. The Broncos are third best on defense, but I don't know why. They're struggling on offense, ranking 10th in the conference so far. Boise State is coming in off that tough overtime loss against Utah State. I felt the pain with that one on Saturday as well. Both conference losses this year have been at home. The Broncos are actually 3-0 and away from home in the Mountain West. A little crazy there. Last year at the pit, Boise lost by two in overtime. The year prior, Boise won at New Mexico. For some reason, the Broncos seemed to play well at the pit. I like Boise more than most. I'm going to grab the nine and hope the Lobos cool off just a little bit. Give me the Broncos of Boise State plus the nine at New Mexico. Next up on the card, we go to the Missouri Valley. It's Northern Iowa plus the seven at Bradley. 
So no, this handicap is based on the fact that I expect Bowen Bourne to be back tonight for you and I. Bradley had a nine-game winning streak and last out, losing in overtime at conference top dog Indiana State. You and I had the lead in the second half at arch rival Drake, but Drake poured it on late to win by 14 to end the five-game win streak for the Panthers. So both teams have been playing good basketball. Winning at Bradley is tough, though. The Braves have the 18th best home court edge in the country, 3.9 points. The Panthers have an interesting resume for a 12-9 team. Since dropping to 3-7 back on December the 9th, this team is now 9-2, losing to only top 50 teams in Indiana State and Drake, currently 1-2 in the Valley. They've actually won four of five road games, including wins at Missouri State, Murray State, and Belmont. There it is. Missouri State and Murray State, back-to-back for me. I'll get tongue-tied yet again. The Panthers tend to have long offensive droughts. They've had it all season. They've had it probably for a decade. If they can avoid that, I should be in good shape here. I think the UNID is good enough to have this one in doubt at the under four timeout. So I'm going to grab the points. Give me the Panthers of Northern Iowa plus the seven at Bradley. Next up on the card, we go to the Atlantic 10. It's Rhode Island minus the two and a half against LaSalle. So Archie Miller and the Rhode Island Rams started 3-0 in the Atlantic 10. Then they had their top scorer, David Green, return. And for whatever reason, the wheels then came off the bus. Rhode Island has now lost four straight, including a home game to Fordham. In the four-game losing streak, they've given up 99 points to St. Bonaventure, 96 points to Dayton, seven, or excuse me, 92 to George Mason, and then 71 to Fordham. So teams just can't seem to miss against them. They're shooting 54.6% on two-pointers in conference against Rhode Island. The defensive efficiency ranks 15th for the Rams in the A-10. Good news tonight, though. LaSalle ranks 14th in shooting percentage and 14th in offensive efficiency. So maybe, finally, the Rams can stop somebody. The Explorers ended their four-game losing skid last time out, winning at George Washington by 10. LaSalle has zero top 100 wins this season. Rhode Island has three over Yale, St. Joe's, and UMass. Add in the home court edge. I like Rhode Island to end their four-game losing streak and cover the two-and-a-half at home tonight. Give me the Rams of Rhode Island minus the two-and-a-half over LaSalle. Next up on the card, your coin flips. In the NBA, I selected the Dallas Mavericks at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Total of 224-and-a-half. Tails it is. I'm on the under 224-and-a-half between the Mavericks and the Timberwolves. Then on the frozen pond, I selected the LA Kings at the Nashville Predators. Total of six in this one. Tails it is, I'm on the under six between the Kings and the Predators. So let's recap your card for a Wednesday. In the Big 12, I'm on Baylor, minus the two and a half at UCF. In the Mountain West, I'm on Boise State, plus the nine at New Mexico. In the Missouri Valley, I'm on Northern Iowa, plus the seven at Bradley. So three road teams on my card. Oh, boy, I'm asking for trouble there. In the Atlantic 10, I'm on Rhode Island, minus the two and a half against LaSalle. NBA coin flip, I'm on the Mavericks and the Timberwolves, under the 224 and a half. NHL, I'm on the Kings and the Predators, under the six. So that's my card for a Wednesday. Enjoy the games, and as always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun, and let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. 
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.